All right. This is episode two with Kiki and Melina. So what's up? All right. So I got some good stuff for y'all today. We weren't so prepared last time, but (laughs) we got it now. Yeah, we're here now. It seems like the past couple weeks that we've been trying to get this going, I've had one nightmare a week. Okay. And it's like, it's like my body is like, okay, she needs to get one out to <laughs> like, have please. something to talk about. <laughs> push it out. <laughs> we need it. So I'm going to start with that. Um, this nightmare, is there a way to communicate with people on here? Um, yes. If they want to talk to us, they can reach our Instagram, our TikTok. Um, we have a Patreon and we have an email and a Twitter We literally have everything, and yeah, I'm going to keep the link in the description every time we put an episode out. Perfect, because I need to know. I feel like in my nightmare, I was watching a horror movie that I have seen before, but in first person. So, like, the person who's being antagonized by all the people in in the horror movie, I was that person. Oh, my God. But, like, I wasn't me. Like, I was some white woman like older white woman and like I was nowhere in the dream like I did not come up in the dream it was literally like I was in the horror movie watching it through the eyes of the person yeah the the main character it was super weird and I feel like if the movie or the nightmare felt so familiar and I don't know if I'm just making this shit up but like I feel like I have seen this horror movie before like this is definitely a real movie yes but I cannot put my finger on it like I need if any of y'all recognize this like let us know let us know but um so it's a little bit of a blur because this was like in the middle of the week but um it started as like I was on this trip with this other woman and her two kids and it was it was like we were We were traveling together and um, her kids were super sweet. I I like, I love kids or whatever. And the woman in the movie that I was loved kids. And um, there was like this vampire zombie-ish virus that was going around that we were running from, I guess. Okay. And somewhere along the way, the kids got it. And... It wasn't like, you know, you get bit and then you suddenly turn. Like, it was yeah, like, they caught slow. the virus. Yes, it was slow. And, oh, like, shit. you had to point out the signs and, like, recognize it. Like, they slowly started, like, watching me in my sleep. And I would, like, wake oh. up and they were right there. And, like, they looked normal. But, like, they would start doing weird things, like, trying to bite me or, like, play with me too rough and, like, mm. make me bleed or scratch me or something. And I was, like... These kids are too much. Like, I I was getting fed up. And I kept telling the mom, and she just kept gaslighting me. Like, oh, they're just kids. You know, kids are kids. They're going to do whatever they do. They roughhouse a little bit. Mm -mm. Like, she, like, gaslighted me to the very bitter end. But weeks went by, like, in my dream. And um, they slowly start, like, their skin became more pale and like their eyes became bloodshot and like you could see like gross purple veins under their skin yeah and like they started looking more dead right and then they got more aggressive of course and then 
by the end of it, they were like full blown, like zombie vampire things trying to eat me. And the mom was still like, no, they're <laughs> fine. No, they're not. They're fine. She was normal still at this point. Yeah. And um, I remember there being a bunk bed. <laughs> oh, my God. And I was like at the top of it. And they were like kept trying to crawl up to get to me. But like I took off the ladder. So like they had to like find they had to MacGyver their way. Yeah. Um. And they like kept crawling up the sides. And I had like a bat. And, oh my God. I, and I was like fighting them off. Like I would, I did not want them near me because I knew that they were fully turned and they were going to eat me. Yeah. And the mom was just watching it happen. She was just letting it happen at that point. What the hell? So she's like, is she just like sitting back like, oh. Yes. Like <laughs> watching it. Like my kids need to eat. Like Wow. Yeah. Like crazy. And, okay. And I was fighting them with the bat, trying to get them away from me. They were like biting my legs, biting my arms and like starting to suck my blood or whatever but I I would like hit them off of me and it was scary but mm. somehow I escaped and I found this like safe haven place that was like fenced off like a big giant cage mm -hmm. from all the other people because I think at that point too the mom had turned okay and she was also going after me and I was like running from them and um I found this place and they let me in mm. through the fence. And then we had spent like months like fighting them off and uh, like lighting the perimeter on fire so they would like stay away. Mm. And um, yeah, it was just really weird. And I feel like I've seen this before. Yeah. But I couldn't put my finger on it. But yeah, it was it was super vivid because it was like, you know, we have seen every horror movie imaginable. Right. And we're not scared anymore. Yeah. And we're chasing, like, that fear that we felt when we <laughs> that, were young. That fear high. Yes. <laughs> and I felt it, finally. Because Jeez. in my in my dream, like, I acknowledged that I this wasn't real. Right. And I was, like, watching, like, a, a movie. Mm -hmm. And it felt scary. Like, I, I didn't feel, like, scared. Like, I was having a nightmare and I feel trapped. It was, like, I felt the adrenaline of, like, watching a horror movie. Okay. And like, it was like, I've been chasing that for so long. And I finally, finally got it. it. Yes. It's like, okay, so this is how I have to get scared in a horror movie is watch it through first person. That's crazy. Live it. Yes. But yeah. Um, and I woke up feeling fine. Like I, I was just like, okay, go, go about my day. Mm -hmm. Like it, it's not like it scared me, but yeah, it felt like I was watching a scary movie and it actually scared me. Oh my God. That sounds crazy. It was creepy. And, like, that's so, like, random. Like, where did that come from? I know. Literally, my dreams are, like, fever dreams. Like, yeah. none of them ever make sense. What the hell? Okay. Well, that was interesting. <laughs> All right. So now um, you, have a, you have a story, right? Yes, I did write a story. I've been brainstorming this story since before we started this podcast. I'm so excited. I have not heard it. So this is going to be a cold read. Yes, very cold. Very cold. Especially, Freezing. Yeah. <laughs> Considering the fact that I wrote it like 30 minutes ago. <laughs> because I have been plotting it in my head and mm. I knew exactly what I wanted to do with the story. I've been thinking about it for weeks. But I have not had the chance to write it down until 30 minutes ago. And I wrote it in 30 minutes. Nice. So it's very ice cold read. All right. Do you have a title? 
Yes, it is called Winnie's Back. I'm ready. Alrighty. And just a little background, I, I think I already said this before, but um, I'm a veterinary assistant, so I think this is where this brainstorm is kind of coming from. Let's hear it. Alright, here we go. Winnie's Back. My dog Winnie has been in my life for as long as I can remember. We adopted her from the shelter when I was six. We were both just pups at the time. She's an old cattle dog with a brown and white spotted coat. And she has heterochromia, brown and light blue eyes that brought me comfort and joy. I'm 22 now and her 16th birthday just recently passed, four months ago. We had our usual celebration with a trip to Starbucks for a pup cup and a doggy birthday cake I ordered from Chewy at home. She loved car rides with me head and tongue hanging out the window and barking at every car who dared to drive past us. She's been my rock for these past two years since my parents died. It's just been her and I against the world until about a week and a half after her birthday. She went missing. I live in a rural area with neighbors miles away and surrounded by open field with a couple of trees scattered here and there. She was always free to roam by day, but she would always make it back home to me before sundown. That night, I didn't sleep worried and checking my windows every 15 minutes hoping to see a glimpse of her in the moonlight but she never came i cried for weeks that bled into months but felt like years i made posters and drove to my surrounding neighbors full of hope that they'd have her i continued to check my windows every night before bed still full of hope as soon as three months rolled around my hope began to fade she was far too old to make it out there on her own for that long and she had daily and nightly medications she needed for her hyperthyroidism and her arthritis. The depression and the realization was beginning to settle in, and I was finally beginning to accept it. But then, one Sunday morning, I woke up to her at the foot of my bed, on her blanket like she'd always lay. How'd you get in? How did I not feel you get on the bed? Are you okay? Where did you go? Are you alive? My mind raced to itself, but all I could do was hug her and cry as her tail wagged happily. The first few days were bliss. It was as if she had never left. She was playing and running with me all throughout the yard. She looked incredible. Not a spot of dirt on her coat. She looked as if she didn't miss a single meal. My only explanation was that someone found her and had been taking care of her, even with my name and phone number on her collar, which was now missing. But she escaped to find me, my good girl. After about three days, I decided to bring her to the vet to make sure she was all right, since she had been off of her medication for so long. On the drive over, she laid down politely in the back seat and kept her eyes on me in the rearview mirror the entire way there, wagging her tail happily. I rolled down all four windows for her, but she had no interest in that. She just wanted to watch me. After her examination and a few x-rays and blood draws at the vet to check on her pre-existing conditions, they told me she hadn't been that healthy in years. Her blood work and radiographs came back completely normal. They said it was a miracle. Her hyperthyroidism and arthritis were gone, and she no longer needed to be on medication. I was completely shocked to say the least, and I convinced myself that a veterinarian or some kind of holistic doctor had found her and brought her back to perfect health. I decided I wanted to treat her to another pup cup since she could now afford it, but she wasn't interested in it. This was so unlike her, but I was just happy that she was back. The next few days began to get interesting. I'd hear bumps in the night, and I'd wake up to her not in my room with me. I'd go and storm through the house, searching to see if she had vanished on me again, but I'd always find her in, a, in different parts of the house, just wagging her tail, staring at me. 
She then began doing tricks I'd never taught her before, like opening and closing doors, opening the fridge and the drawers, and even, even turning lights on and off. This was extremely out of character for her, and I began to question where she had been while she was gone those long four months. As the weeks went by, I started to wake up to her inches from my face every morning, staring into my soul, tail wagging. Some days it seemed as if her heterochromia had switched sides for a split second when I opened my eyes, but I'd rubbed the sleep out of my eyes and they were back to how they had always been. Sometimes when I woke up to her, her eyes seemed so human-like and it almost felt eerie to me, but I'd blame it on a bad night's sleep or tell myself I was still dreaming. This became a daily occurrence, and her bumps in the night became every night. She had me questioning if she ever even slept anymore. Sometimes I would see her staring at me out of the corner of my eye, her eyes following my every move, and her head tilting ever so slightly with curiosity and fascination. But when I would look in her direction, she would be turned the other way, or find something to occupy herself, like licking her paws or chewing her toy. Anytime our eyes would meet, however, she would just wag her tail happily. She, or shall I say it was able to fool me for two months, until one day her nightly bumps and exploration throughout the house became sinister. I woke up to her barking at something or someone. I groggily pulled myself out of bed and slipped into my house slippers. I was sure she had caught a glimpse of a rodent outside or something and I was going to go calm her down. As I slowly made my way down the steps of my stairs, her barks began to turn more vicious with snarls and growls added in. I paused to listen for a while and then reluctantly continued. The growls became almost otherworldly. By the time I had made it down the stairs, it sounded like she was attacking something, maybe killing something. It sounded so evil, and I had never heard her make such a sound, let alone any other dog make that sound in my life. I went searching for the source throughout the house, but the sounds began to surround me becoming so unbearably loud that I covered my ears and stumbled my way through to the front door. I stopped dead in my tracks when I saw the front door wide open and the moonlight shining in. I hastily made my way outside when I saw something or someone standing in my front yard. It was a humanoid-looking figure, naked and scrawny, but inhumanly large with gray skin. The sound was emitting from this being, but its back was facing towards me, so I couldn't see its face. When I stepped one foot on my porch, the wood creaked, and all of the noises suddenly ceased. It twitched in my direction, and its hands dropped to its side. One hand holding what looked like a coat? A fur coat? No. My dog's skin. What? <laughs> Wait, that's how it ends? Yup. <laughs> yup. <laughs> what the hell? Okay. <laughs> Oh my god. And that's it. Well, that was a good one. That's crazy. Thank you. You freaking wrote that? Yes. That was good. <laughs> that was real good. <laughs> oh my god. I just need to learn to read better. <laughs> it's okay. I'll do what I can. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Thank you. Gosh. Alrighty. That was so like it was a little short. We're at sixteen minutes right now. It was short? Yeah. But it's okay though. Like oh, it felt long. I was writing that thing for <laughs> forever. Man. But yeah, you could have had more at the end. Maybe I'll add more later. Maybe oh. a part two or something. Girl. 
Shoot, they might want that. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Thank you. I'm excited. Hmm. Well, shoot, I guess we can. Like, not all these have to be terribly long anyway. At least until we get more people listening. So I think 17, 20 minutes is pretty good. Did you want anything you want to talk about? Shoot, the Reddit stories I had ready, I actually, like, I kind of skimmed through them. Mm. So I mm. kind of might want to save those for the next episode. Okay. But, yeah, I also made a Reddit um, for the podcast, too, just in case, like, people on Reddit want to post their stories there. Yeah. So I'm going to put that in the link tree and then put it in the description, too. That would be a lot easier than, like, post it on a TikTok or something. Yeah. Or Twitter. So it'd be great if you guys could contact us through any of those and tell some stories that we could share on the podcast yes, please. we have literally every social media yes so yeah it is pretty late so is there anything else you want to add uh, just thank you for listening if you've made it this far yeah thank you guys i know we got work tomorrow we do. We do have work tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So we're keeping this a little short. It's 9.14. I gotta wake up at like 6. Ugh. Yeah. I forgot you have to do that. Yeah. I think I'm gonna wake up early too though because I got my plants sitting in the bathtub right now. Why are they sitting in the bath? I'm watering them. But like I do this method where like I fill up the bathtub like a couple inches and I put all of them in there and I bottom water them. Oh, okay. They fucking love it. I did not know that was a thing. Oh, yeah. Way better than top watering. What's the difference? Like, what is it? Well, it seems like when you bottom water, it goes directly to the source, like right to the roots. Mm -hmm. So when you're top watering, it's like you don't know if the water seeped all the way to the roots or not. It could just be the top roots, not really the bottom where the water is absorbed. Yeah. So it, it absorbs the water way more efficiently than top watering, and they flourish. Every time... I bottom water them. They they perk up with, like, joy. Well, the more you know. Yes. I'm a plant mom. She is. She loves her plant babies. Yes. Well, all right, guys. Thank you for listening. I'm sure we'll have more stories for you in the third episode. Yes. But, yep, if you got this far, thank you. Follow us on all our social media and... Send us those stories, please. 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 <laughs> it's your turn, Kiara. You need to write something. I know. Next <laughs> next episode, I'll, I'll narrate something, whether I wrote it or I get it from Reddit. I'll, I'll, I'll give us something. Okay. For sure. All right, guys. Have a good night or morning or whenever you're listening to this. <laughs> Sweet dreams.